The following episode contains major plot points that may spoil movies for some viewers. A spoiler warning is now in effect. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Bourne. And I'm Aaliyah. How's it going? And this is actually uh, the second episode of our third season, and we were supposed to say the first episode of the third season and last one, but we didn't. Yeah, we not only forgot about that, we completely forgot to do our birthday episodes that we have been doing for about a year now. It's okay, we'll do one next year. Yeah, we'll try to make up for it for next year at least, but I mean at least for we could say... For season four. At least we could say we have pretty good birthdays, mm-hmm. for the most part. So. I, I just can't believe we're on season three right now. Yeah, I mean, what, this March will be three years that we've been doing this podcast? Two. Or two years? Two yeah, years. Wow. I guess. Your years are going on wrong. Still, it's long for us, you well, know, yeah. which is good. <laughs> I mean, so we, anyway, I mean, we've been in this pandemic for so long. We started this when the pandemic I started. I can see your phone, by the way. No, you can't. Anyway. And I've, I actually recognize that quiz. Those don't tell you the answers when you tap on them. I know. So what I'm, what I'm talking about is, is like, if you couldn't tell already by the title of this episode, we decided to do a Criminal Minds quiz today. I'm not a big and, fan, but she's more of a fan. Yeah, so, so for, yeah. for the past, I wouldn't say recently... But, like, a few weeks ago, I had finished watching all the seasons of Criminal Minds that are on Netflix. And I really liked the show. I would say, though, personally, the first five to six seasons were pretty good. And then after, like, the seventh season, it starts to kind of, like, fizzle out. But it's a good show. I got into it a little later in life. But I do appreciate what the show is. Like, it's similar to Mindhunter, which is another show we've talked about on the podcast, which is a really good show. Yeah. And they kind of go hand in hand as to, like, Mindhunter is how the Behavioral Analysis Unit began back in the 70s and 80s, and Criminal Minds is just the BAU and how they run today. Yeah. So it's an interesting concept, and I really, really like it, because when you watch these, like, crime shows... So... What? Mindhunters is basically a prequel to Criminal Minds. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Only it's not, it doesn't really fall in line with, like, <laughs> excuse you. I'm trying to do, like, as little editing as possible. I'm not going to cut that out, but I'm trying to do as little editing as possible. Hey, that's legendary what I did. I think the crowd is going to be very happy what I did. Going back to what we were talking about, though, it doesn't fall in plot lines with the Criminal Mind show. It just shows how the. FBI developed that part of their department Mm -hmm. and when it came to helping solve cases. Yeah, exactly. You know, because especially in its in its infancy, the behavioral analysis unit, like we didn't really know how like what serial killers were, what their like whole premise was and like what makes a serial killer a serial killer. And back in the day, like if you watched the show Mindhunter, you knew that like the the really the big the big people that they had to kind of base their findings off were people like Charles Manson, Ted Bundy, Ed Kemper, and other people, like other serial killers of those times. And it's like, there's a lot of psychology behind it. And I know, like, like when even when you watch the show Criminal Minds, local law enforcement don't fully believe in psychology as like a science, but it really, there really is a science to it. So. Yeah, I think judging by the way Aaliyah's talking right now, <laughs> I know she is ready for the game. Mm-hmm. But before we do the game, I just actually want to talk to her about that. 
I don't know if you saw, but they got the new show that's coming out based on some criminal thing that happened. It was like a ridiculous story. Uh, it's got Renee Zellweger playing this um, kind of. She's like in a fat suit, and she's oh. and she's kind of helping this whole murder thing to happen. Like she made the murder thing happen, but she blamed it on her husband oh. and her friend. But she's basically the one to help solve the crime of this. But really, she's the one that murdered. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of. I'm surprised. What's, what's it it's called? On, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. Um, Fat Renee. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, okay. You know what I'm we're not kidding. gonna do? I'm kidding. Not fat calling people. Wow. Anyway, let me see if I can find it. But while I'm looking. Um, but no, but I'm just going to tell everyone that we're going to be playing a trivia game um, of the Criminal Minds show. And I'm going to see if she can guess the answer correctly to these questions. Is it Case 39? No, 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 no. That's an old, that's an old movie. That's a movie. That's a 2009 movie, yeah. Yeah, no, this is, that's not it. That's a scary movie, actually. Case 39 freaked me the hell out the first time I saw is it, it. Is it a more recent movie? It's a TV show. Oh, okay. Hang on. If it's a show, then I'll have to... The Thing About Pam? Let me see. Yep, that one. Okay. Let me see. (gasps) I know what this case is about. When Betsy Faria is murdered in a small town, Missouri, the police believe it's an open and shut case involving her husband who was arrested and found guilty of the crime. I tried talking to you about this case for for months, and you you wouldn't listen to me. And But now they've actually made this into a TV show. It's a bizarre case. It's a fucking bizarre case. You know, by the way, I was seeing the trailer of this. They were trying to make it into more of a. It's it's a it's a thriller. It's a thrill, it really it, it's is. a thriller. But oh, wow. with Renee's comedy in this, I feel like there is there's a comedy aspect it's, to it. It's bait. Oh no, I don't like that at all. What? It's like a comedy. Well, no, no. Her her mannerisms and how she does things. She walks around with a giant big gulp a big gulp a cup. From Seven Eleven, and she slurps out of it each time. Okay. I would definitely watch the trailer if I were you, and see what you think of it. Yeah, I'll have to. But I know, I know this case pretty well. It's been covered a few times on different um, and now true crime podcasts, and now it's been picked up by Hulu. Oh my god, that's a bizarre case. But like I, I've tried telling you about it, and you wouldn't listen to me. I don't know. I feel like most of the cases you try to talk to me about, I listen to them, but every one a, of them is almost the same. But it's a sad case because it's like the woman, Betsy, who was murdered. She was battling cancer for a long time. And she was just in like, she she was battling cancer. She was in remission. And then it came back again. And she was told she had like, I don't know, I think six months to a year left to live. And she was, you know, trying to really live up her life to the best of her ability. And then this woman in her life... That I guess Renee Zellweger plays Pam Hupp. She um, kind of weaseled her way into Betsy's life to the point where she like, I don't know if she coerced her friend to like sign her life insurance policy over to her. Okay, but, but hey, yeah, honey, it's crazy. Honey, what we have a game to play. Okay, sorry. I mean, it's it's an interesting case. It's a very sad story, but I. I ha- I I'll couldn't have, have to... a rant about this, but okay. no, we gotta we gotta continue and stop eating my cookie dough bites. No. 
All right, so I found another thing that's actually probably a little more better. Okay. So this is actually 15 questions. Okay. So we will do 15 questions of your favorite show. Okay. Criminal Minds. And are you ready? Sure. Well, let's get ready to do the trivia. (laughs) I was going to say rumble, but no. (laughs) All right. Question number one. Mm -hmm. Which character was not a member of the BAU in season one? A, Emily Prentice. Two, Spencer Reed. Three, Aaron Hotchner. Aaron Hotchner. Hotchner, whatever. And four, Derek Morgan. Definitely Agent Prentice. I don't think she got into the show until about season three or four. Yeah. yeah she she kind of came in later in the game. Okay. Correct. Yep. You got it. Cool. See, you're good at that. Stop. No. Don't tell me to not eat your candy. I'm... I should get a pen and a paper just to keep track of Yeah, keep track well. of your shit. So. And it's so funny, too, when... Aliyah first told me about this show. I didn't realize that the guy who played Inigo Montoya is actually on the show. Yeah, Manny Patinkin played Jason Gideon for, I think, And I've seen this show for years, even before you. Yeah. And I see this guy, and he always looks familiar to me. You want to know what's funny? Um, Not to spoil it for anybody, but after Gideon, Jason Gideon, who's Manny Patinkin's character, retires, he doesn't come back at all and then his character reappears much later in the series and at his like death episode mm-hmm. he got shot and murdered and they have flashback scenes of when he Jason Gideon and David Rossi worked together uh, what's his face from Boy Meets World played a younger Jason Gideon uh, what the kid who played Corey Matthews Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Um, ben something, right? Ben Affleck? No, uh, Ben Savage. Ben Savage played a younger Jason That's Gideon. Fred Savage's brother. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is so funny. He really played... Yeah, you know what? I could actually see him playing that. Yeah, he's pretty funny. So, question two. Okay. I mean, pilot episode of Criminal Minds. My okay. God. How, how long had Jason Gideon been on medical leave? One month? Three months? Six months? Or one year? How long had he been on medical leave? Yes. Come on, lady. Is it six months? Is it? You tell me. I don't know. Hold on. Is that your final answer? Yes. Six months. Yeah, you got it. Are you sure? Yeah. Does it tell you? Yeah. Can I look? No, I mean, it it tells me. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it doesn't tell you right away. I think by the end of this, it gives you a score. Okay, now that's not helpful because if you don't know, then I don't know, and if I, I don't think, know, then I, I think should it's be... fine. And then it shows me the ans- the it shows me the score after all this. It's so it's fine. Okay, fine. Just we'll, go we'll, with it. We'll Stop. Tally it up at the end. Yeah, be yeah. But I think yeah, I think six months is fine. So yeah. So I'm just... not gonna keep score then if I don't know. Oh, you're the worst. Anyway. Anyway. Number three, Derek Morgan was accused of murder while visiting his family in which city? Boston, Los Angeles? Chicago, Illinois. I swear to fucking God, you let me. (laughs) Chicago. Fine. (laughs) Jerk. She wouldn't even let me. She wouldn't even let me, uh, like, say all the names. You've done it before when we do trivia. (sighs) Well, just be a little more patient, please. No. Patience. Okay, go. It's a virtue. Next next question. God. Next question. I thought Topanga was mad. Next anyway. question. <laughs> Where did Spencer Reed ask 
Jennifer JJ Giroux to go with him on a date in season one? It was a Washington Redskins game. Oh shit! Really? How'd you know? Well, you've seen the show. First of all, <laughs> you've seen the show. I've seen the show. Don't question. Yes. All right. Well, that looks like it could be actually. Yeah. So anyway. Number five, mm-hmm. which organization did Emily Prentice leave the BAU to work at the end of season seven? Interpol. The band? <laughs> Interpol. Okay. That's actually the point of the series where it all starts to kind of tank. Because once Prentice leaves, like, not for good because she does come back much later in the series. She's a slut anyway. No, she's not. <laughs> You shut your face, okay? I thought you were going to be like, you shut your whore mouth. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but no, like, she, she was a really strong character in the show. And I liked her a lot. And I thought she fit very well with the team. But when she left to go join Interpol, I thought that's when the show tanked. And she eventually she does come mm. back and run as the uh, lead agent. Like, she takes over Hotchner's job. You know what? Never mind. Go on to the next question. That's why I knew you were gonna do these rants. It's ridiculous. I don't care. Are you? Anyway, move on to the next question. All right, Mulan, calm down. Which unsub was responsible for the murder of Greg's ex-wife Haley? Greg? You mean Aaron Hotchner's wife Haley? Yeah. Well, you remember it was it? George Foyette. You fuck. I know, but do you remember his the guy who plays Aaron? He was on the show Dharma and Greg. God. You know what? Whatever. Just don't try to trip me up like that, okay? I thought that was hilarious, though, because it's Greg. But it's Aaron Hotchner. Greg. He's, like, the most stoic character in the whole fucking series. And that was, like, the episode that really broke his character. Greg. Okay. That one made me cry. Oh, calm down, Greg. Oh, Dora. No, No, that one really made me cry. So, which one? So, what's the answer? George Foyette. Oh, the Reaper? Yeah, the Reaper. Why? Okay. He is crazy. Like, crazy bananas. Well, he's never met me before, so. No, he... No, you have to watch that episode. I really don't want to, but okay. If that episode doesn't make you cry, you are a soulless fuck. I can't (laughs) cry. Okay, well, fine, whatever. Okay, but I know. Anyway... Which BAU, I guess I have no soul, which BAU team member never served as a BAU unit chief in either an acting or permanent capacity? Wait, what? Say that again a little bit slowly. All right, hold on. Which No, not that slow. Okay, fine. Which BAU team member Mm -hmm. never served as a BAU unit chief in either an acting or permanent capacity? Was it A, Emily Prentice, Alex Blake, Aaron Hutchner, or Derek Morgan? Alex Blake. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with that because I know that, like I said, at, at, at one point, Prentice does become the chief. Aaron Hotchner had been chief for many series. And at one point, I think he did appoint Derek Morgan to be his acting chief. When he was on leave at one point, I think. Okay. And Alex Blake was a relatively new character by the time I've wrapped up the series. Because here's the thing about Netflix. They don't, they don't have all of the seasons on there. They're missing the last two. 
But as it stands where I'm at in the, in the series, Alex Blake was a relatively new agent onto the team. But you can go ahead and move on to the next question. I'm going to take another candy. So, moving along. Who did JJ name as godparents to her son, Henry? Spencer Reeve and Penelope Garcia. You are so wrong. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. It is, it is Captain Morgan and Penelope Cruz. What? No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, so it's Spencer Reed and Emily Prentice? No, Spencer Reed and Penelope Garcia. Oh. If you hit the wrong fucking button, I'm going to punch you in the face. Okay. <laughs> You're already on thin ice today from hiding the fucking remote. That on. wasn't my fault. It was under a napkin to begin with. That you put there. No, I didn't. Kyle, I came home from work today. Oh my god! Wait, you got no, tattletale no. on me yeah, to so the going, I'm going the people? To, I'm going to call you out. L- because let me let me do the no, next no, no, no. one. No, let me just say that. What was the name of the book David Rossi did a book tour for season four? First of all, when Colin came home today, he brought home takeout food. So he goes and takes his takeout with like a paper towel as a napkin and he sets it down on the table. But what he didn't know was that he had put the napkin over the remote control for the TV. So then when it came time for us to try to sit down and do this podcast, it was like earlier in the day. He's like, where's the remote? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, where did you last see it? And I'm like, well, I thought it would have been over on my side of the couch on my end table and everything. So I'm tearing apart the couch cushions. I'm rearranging the pillows and the blankets. And I can't find this little shit. And I'm like, where the fuck is it? So then I look over. I notice that like there's a lump underneath your napkin. And I'm like, you got to be. So I pick it up and there the fuck it is. I'm like, you. I was almost going to call you a stupid shit. But I, I was so mad because not long before I found it, I said, I swear to God, if you're hiding this on me on purpose just to fuck with me, I'm going to punch you. I really wasn't, but yeah. You unintentionally did, and it made me mad. What were the options that they put down oh for that question? God. What was the name of David Rossi's book that he was the, on tour for? Yeah, for season four. I don't know. What are the options? There's Deviance, The Secret Desires of Sadistic Serial Killers, Wheels Up, True Stories from the FBI, Unsub 101, Lessons in Profiling a Serial Killer, and then four is Evil Never Rest, The World's Worst Killers. I remember this question. I legitimately thought it was Wheels Up because they say that in every episode. Wheels Up in 30. Okay. That's code for like, we're about to get on the jet and leave in like 30 minutes. So, all right. Well, I just put that down. No, 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 no! Don't put that down because oh. it's wrong. Oh, oh shit! Did you mess it up? Do we have to start over again? Um, kind of. Dude, God damn it, Colin! Don't judge me. Do I, I need to? Do I need? Don't to... yell at me. Hang on. All right, we got it. We're we picked up where we left off. So okay. So what was the name of the book? David Rossi did a book tour in season four. Is it Defiance? Don't know. Is the, isn't that one of the options? Defiance on there, Wheels Up, Unsub 101, and then Evil Never Rest. So the first one. 
All right, we'll do the first one. We'll see what the results are after that. All right. Are you okay? Yeah, honey, no, I'm going to die. All right, move on. Who were the only BAU team members to originally know Emily Prentice faked her death? Aaron Hotchner and JJ. Oh, wow, that's the first one, actually. Pretty good. Uh, What hacker name did Penelope Garcia use before Mm -hmm. joining the FBI? Baby girl? No, the Black Queen. Oh, my dear God. Yeah. I saw that in one of the questions of another thing. I'm like, who would choose that, though? Penelope Garcia. Oh, that biatch. I love her character, and I love the dynamic her and Derek Morgan had. Yeah. What? During which season did JJ officially became a profiler? She officially become a profiler. What are the options? Five, seven, nine, eleven. Do five. Because it wasn't too long into the series, but not early. Okay, so season five then? Yeah, season five. Mm, the three babies. Yeah, Bowie drinking his water, so he hears slurping. That's He's drinking Bowie. his Wawa. All right. Go. Who was the last agent to join the BAU during the show's run? What are the options? Um, Luke Alves, Tara Lewis, um, Kate Callahan, and Matt Simmons. Uh, Matt Simmons. I you believe, sure? I believe. You sure? Last I saw the show, he was the last member of the BAU to be the new guy. And it's funny because that's actually, believe it or not, that is actually Richard Simmons' grandson. No. No. You're right. <laughs> no. You're like, no. no. I know you're trying to be funny, but no. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be stupid. Anyway. All right. What's the next one? Spencer Reed has three PhDs. Oh, yes. Which of the following subjects does not have a PhD in it? Philosophy. What are the other options? I'm just kidding. No, there's <laughs> mathematics, philosophy, chemistry, engineering. Which one is it? Do you know? Come on, you gotta know about him. Because he went to MIT. Mm-hmm. MIT is the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, I believe. Isn't that the poor college? No, that's like a very, that's like the very, like, it's like high tech. That was a rhetorical question, by the way. I'm gonna go with philosophy. Alright, he kind of feels like the type of guy who would like philosophy. Because a lot of his stuff that he talks about is more like philosophy yeah. type of stuff. But he knows a lot about chemistry and engineering. I, I could, feel like. I f- yeah, anyway. Last question. Mm-hmm. Where did the final scene of the Criminal Minds series finale takes place? See, that's the problem. Again, I didn't watch the last two seasons because they're not on Netflix. Oh, you so I out. don't know, but what are the options? Garcia's office, the BAU jet, the uh, Rossi's backyard, and the BAU briefing room. I'm going to go with Garcia's office. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Final answer? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see your results. All right. Oh, wow. What? You scored 14 out of 15. Really? Yeah, Which wow. one did I get wrong? Actually, don't know. Hold on. So you got number one right, number two right, number three right, number four right, number five right, number six right, number seven right, number eight right, number nine right, number ten right, number eleven, number twelve you fucked up on. 
What what was the answer? Season seven. It was when JJ became a profiler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't right. believe you got that wrong. I didn't know. Cause here's the thing. I'm just when, kidding, honey. You did great. But can I just talk about this for a minute? Sure, go on, e. So when the season starts, JJ is not. She's on the team, but she's not a profiler. She is a. Uh. I think she's like a media liaison. So she's that, you know, she's the face of the bureau. She's the one who, like, coordinates communications between the bureau and the media or the victims' families and the media. She kind of helps coordinate those things together. Exactly, yeah. And she was the one who kind of picked and chose and run the cases with the team before and, going to these places. And you know what's crazy, too? What? You've never seen the last finale or season finale or anything. Nope. So you actually got 15 right as Garcia's office. Cool. Like, seriously, you're like, you're like all in there. Like, yeah, because again, I, I were don't. Were you at that party? No, but I don't know, like, what happened. I just, you know, it's, it's such a good show, but again, I. <clears throat> it's a good show. I didn't like how, like, things started kind of, like, tank a little later in the series, but, um,. It was pretty good for the most part. I thought it was yeah. really interesting. Huh. Okay. And I always liked that kind of show. Where, um... So the thing about me is, like, growing up with Kim, I was really into true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. And when it came to the difference between, like, spree killers and serial killers and all these different types of stuff, it's like... It's only thing is there's a different department for every one of those types of shows. Mm-hmm. Because when you watch shows like Law & Order, that's local law enforcement handling cases to certain extensions. You know, like, because let's say, for instance, our local police department, the Rochester Police Department, they have different levels of department, like crime departments. So you have arson, you have homicide, you have kidnapping, you have uh, drug and narcotics and... You know, all this other, like, levels, like, sex crime and stuff, like, all these different levels of investigations, right? Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, you have federal bureaus mm-hmm. that cover different, port, like, different parts of the country with different levels and different um, bureaus of investigative stuff, you know? So I think it's really interesting when shows branch out like that. But sometimes I think they take shows and they branch a little too far out. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, back in the day, we had Law & Order. Then going into, like, the 2000s, we had, you know, NC... Well, like, well, not NCS, but, um... What do we have? CSI, CSI New York, and CSI Miami. Like, CSI was a good show. I think branching out a little bit farther like that with Miami and New York was a little bit too far out there. But then shows like NCIS came around, and it's, like, even weirder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you showing me a picture of a cat while we're on the podcast? It's so cute, though. I know it's cute, but still. We're but, talking about criminal minds. Well, cats and criminal minds <clears throat> go hand in hand, like peanut butter and guavo. I know, but, like, <laughs> I think the thing is, too, especially with, like, people who are involved in, like, the true crime community, it's, like, when we listen to true crime stories, especially ones about serial killers, we always want to know why 
those types of people do what they do, mm-hmm. why they kill people, why they chose specifically these types of people to victimize and murder. And, you know, like, I think for me, for example, the first ever true crime case I really got, it like I don't want to say fascinated or interested in, but the one case that, like, sparked my interest in the true crime was the Manson family murders. Because when it comes to cult followings, I always want to know... Like, how does a person like Charles Manson influence a huge group of people like that into killing other people? Like, hmm. I just... It, it's was, really it's really weird. I guess he was just really relatable to those people who really don't have anyone to really well, take care of them or have anyone really relate to them. Well, when you look into it nowadays, we have so much information, so many books written about the Manson family mm-hmm. murders and so much written about Manson himself... That we now know that he was mostly influencing, influencing them through drugs, yeah, another paraphernalia, and can you imagine if we didn't have the Manson family, if we didn't have any of that? You know how many books or things about crime or serial killers that we wouldn't really know about? Well, even if we didn't have people like Charles Manson or David Koresh or Jim Jones, which are cult uh, cult leaders, we would still have people like Ted Bundy and Ed Kemper and. Uh, who else did they talk about in the shows? But, like, those are serial killers who still go out and they pick certain types of people to kill. Hmm. For for one reason or another. Whether it's for some sort of, like, sadistic fetish or if it's some sort of ritualistic thing. Or, again, for one reason or another. We don't know why. But that's why we have departments like the BAU to help local law enforcement say to understand the knowledge of these people yeah especially like considering the fact like when we talked about the genesee river killer arthur Mm -hmm. shawcross yeah like he targeted a specific group of women which were sex workers and he targeted those women because a nobody would think to miss them and they're you know they're women who you pay to get in your car and do whatever you want to them i mean not kill them but again, that was his M.O. And when local law enforcement couldn't figure out, like, is this the same guy who's doing this to all these women? Or are these multiple people just going out and killing prostitutes? Like, what are, what is happening here? So the FBI came and were like, okay, we're going to develop a profile. We think your guy is of this age group, of this ethnicity, this body type, this mental type, this, mm. you know, A, B, and C. And they were able to kind of help narrow it down in their search okay well i mean this is good this is good it's fascinating it's I think fascinating it's, information yeah it's really fascinating stuff and i think that's probably most of the time we have for this all right because i know there are other things that we need to go over as well yeah but we'll figure we'll we'll just have people understand that in another time so, yes. But other than that, are you happy with the game that we played today? Yeah, it was pretty fun. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm actually, I know you're a big fan, but you got 14 out of 15, right? That's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm surprised you didn't win a prize or anything, but it's okay. I know. But other than that, we are going to be, um, um, um. We're going to wrap up this episode for the week. Yeah, because I know we got another one we got going on. Yeah, we're going to do another recording after this, which will be released the following week. 
Yeah. And if you want to follow us on social media, we still have our Instagram. I think we still have our Facebook page. We also have Patreon still. And we are trying to get something worked out more for you guys in the coming months. But and I'm not going to say anything yet until we start to, like, actually get things developed and going. For yeah, us. like, got the ball rolling, <clears throat> so. Yeah. But until then, we just got this, and we will see you guys next week or so. All right. And this has been an episode of... The Abby Normal Podcast. Um, Abby Normal Podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um... I'm tired. Don't mind me. I know. Uh, but until then, uh, this is Colin Bourne. And I'm Malia. Signing off saying, I prefer NCIS. Ew. Why? <laughs> Ew. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, or a nice review for our podcast. It helps boost our show positively. You can also follow us on Instagram and now on TikTok.